um, I generally write uh, positive music and like, you know, whether it's about sex or partying or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And like uh, with this song, um, I was kind of going through like a depression last summer and that's basically how it like the song came about. And I just feel like I wasn't where I wanted to be in life. And I was just, um, you know, I am, I'm still very grateful that I have a fan base. I'm very grateful that everything I have accomplished, but you know, there was a, a moment where I was getting that voice in my head, you know, that that's like, you know, doubt and fear and saying, Oh, what if like you're getting older now and this and that. And it's like, you know, a bunch of shit that was just like really, um, tearing at me. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Class is in session, about to learn a lesson in the game. We embrace the pain, take it and we make some change. Without scarcity, I don't know where I'll be. It's how we learn and now it's your turn. Let's get it. Welcome to the University of Adversity. And we are back. What's happening, everybody? Hope you guys are having a great day today. Welcome to University of Adversity. This is your first time. Welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Our next guest's name is Nate Seto, and he is a rising R&B artist in Detroit, Michigan. As a Michigan native, he grew up with a passion for music, where he began writing songs when he was seven years old, and pursued a music career at the age of 20. In 2014, Nate developed a relationship with God that forever changed his life. God approached him and soon became part of his everyday life. Nate now looks to faith in God to guide him through all obstacles of life, whatever life throws at him. He launched his latest single, Novocaine, where he is working on shedding some light to listeners who are struggling with anxiety, depression, and substance abuse because he wants to remind people that they are not alone and that there are always better ways to dealing with depression, anxiety, and all that comes with it. So I had a great conversation with this young man and it's really awesome to see somebody at his age doing um, such great work and it gives hope to me to see the younger generation doing this stuff because I look back and think about where I was at at his age and you know, I was at where I had to be where, you know, for whatever I was creating, but man, sometimes I had things figured out a little bit more in these specific areas really excelled my success in my life. So um, he's got a really, he's really talented too, by the way, guys, I want you to, we're going to have all the information to check out his, his stuff. Novocaine's a really catchy too. And I remember listening to it right before we got on this call and then it was like in my head for the rest of the day. So that's when you know it's a good song. He's growing rapidly. He's got over 50,000 followers on Instagram, 1.3 million views on YouTube, and over 36,000 followers on Facebook. So he's an up-and-coming rising star, and we get into his story, what it's like growing up in Detroit, some of the struggles he's been through, and I think you guys will get a lot out of this. So uh, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and leave us a review at the end. If you can, share this with a friend, whoever needs it, and most importantly, enjoy the show. Nate Seto coming right up, everybody. And we are on. Nate, what's happening? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, so good. So good, man. Yeah, so thanks good. for having me, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. I'm excited to chat with you, brother. It's uh it's a, it's a crazy time right now. What's happening? You're in Detroit right now? Um, I'm actually I live like north of Detroit, like about forty five minutes north of Detroit. And uh, so I am in Grand Blank right now. How is it how's it been over there for you guys? Um, it's kinda crazy actually, <laughs> with the whole yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Um I feel like people don't know how to act to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, you see a lot of people just sort of Turn it into crazy people or what? Yeah, yeah, I definitely saw that a lot. 
past couple of months. Yeah, it's interesting. What have you so far going through? I always like to ask people about this right now because it's so interesting because we're all at different parts of the world. Mm. We're all going through a different, we're going through the same thing, but different. Right, right. Well, what have you where, learned where you so from? far? I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, okay, cool. So it's very similar to I've heard to what's going on in Seattle. Yeah, People yeah. are pretty chilled out, out here. I mean, we have all that stuff That's in place, but things are a little bit more relaxed. Right, right. Um, but... I've definitely learned a lot. I'm definitely appreciating, you know, the things like the gym. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. For All real. the little things. What have you learned so far during this, brother? Like, what's what's what reflections have you had? Uh, it's hard to say what I learned, but I definitely could say that um, I definitely appreciate a lot more. Like, I appreciate um, like my family a lot more. Like, hanging out with them, and uh, you know, I just kind of like learned a lot about you know just spending time with my family you know what i'm saying like how we all like interact with each other under certain circumstances and that you know we're not killing each other yet so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that can be tough yeah. i mean i live by myself and i'm like i can't imagine if i had like a bunch of people in my house uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my place you get but, your moments <laughs> yeah i mean there's the, that's the thing i think even in relationships too there's going to be that it's either going to bring people closer or it's going to be like get me out of here <laughs> Get, get yeah. the person out of my face. <laughs> yeah. For example, I thought I was going to like hate my dad after this whole thing, but actually I actually got closer to him. Like, it's like weird. It's like, I thought he would drive me crazy. Like, you know, always like ask me for, to do something or whatever, but now like he's like, we get along really well, actually even better than before. <laughs> cool, <laughs> oh, man. Well, me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. And I think we're all going to learn a lot from this. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's going to be, it's a weird situation, but all you can do is kind of learn from it and, and, you know, do what we can. So, I, um, I'm excited to get into your story, man. Oh, yeah. uh, what was it like for you growing up, brother? Talk, walk us through a bit of your journey. Um, pretty much grew, grew up um, in Grand Blank, and um, I'm the oldest of three uh, children. And um, basically, I uh, grew up going, uh, working at my dad's liquor store. You know, for the past 10, 15 years, actually, I've been um, at my dad's liquor store. And, uh, you know, that was like a huge part of my life uh, for the longest time. And then um, I was going to college. Uh, for a couple of years and then in the middle of that I decided that there's nothing in this world that would make me happy unless I pursued music you know so that's when I started to uh, discreetly uh, uh, make music um, without my parents knowing because they weren't really gonna like, give me their blessing you know what I'm saying so uh, after a while when I got my sound together I, I kind of pitched it to them and they actually really liked it. it didn't sound like something I did in the basement you know I, I went to like a real studio and uh yeah, so I got their blessing, and ever since, it's been really great. <laughs> Dope, man. What inspired you to do? Have you always been interested in R and B? Uh, yeah. Yep. Who, who is your? How yeah. old are you right now? I'm just curious. It's, Twenty-seven. Okay, cool. So who was who was the one that was like, man, I gotta, I love this. Like, who is who inspired you? That's hard to say because like I always had the love for it since I was like seven years old. So I guess like I don't. Know, I feel like Usher was definitely a standout. Um, even since I was a kid, like it was definitely like Usher. I would yeah. say. Usher was badass, man. Still yeah. is. It's crazy. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a bit older than you, so I'm 36. Okay. Um, but yeah, like there was there was a lot of good R&B. Like I grew up in that era where it was just like there's so much of it. It's yeah. It's, it's amazing, and you know. So what did you, what did you like about Usher though? Like what what what, or what is that thing that you liked about the R&B music that you felt that was the that was the spot that you wanted to play in for a while just just the vibe itself always captured me i always loved the vibe and um just like you know 
uh, Usher singing, you know, and even Chris Brown, he, he was like a big influence for me when I was in seventh grade, um, got me to sing for the first time. I went on stage just because of Chris Brown's run it, you know what I'm saying? So I was just mm -hmm. like, you know what, this is something like I definitely want to like really start putting out there more. Like I, I always like wrote songs to myself when I was like seven, eight years old or whatever. And, um, like, yeah, as, as I got older, I started doing talent shows and then in college I actually pursued it like for real. So. Did you realize you were writing songs or did you just kind of, because at a young age, it's, 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 it's poetry, right? I mean, essentially it's writing. And did you realize that you're actually writing music or were you just writing because you just wanted to express yourself? No, I was writing, I was writing like in an artist perspective. Like I, like I was like writing a song, like uh, mm. the way, you know, cool. uh, the Backstreet Boys did or something like that or Usher or whatever, you know? And so, uh, yeah, no, I definitely always wanted to be like a singer when I was a kid. So so me and my cousin had our little duo called uh, Inside Two. <laughs> so, you know, we're just like little kids, but um, I always like had the love for it, to be honest with you. What about hip hop and all that? Like, you know, with the, cause when I was growing up, Eminem, you know, yeah, oh yeah, Dr. For sure. Dre, that album, that yeah. album, Dr. Dre, 2001, that came out in 99. I remember that was just, that was my high school days. So that was like oh, yeah. grade 10, 11. <laughs> oh, that, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. was that what was that music like for you like how how was how was hip-hop for you as far as honestly, honestly I, I loved it as well like yeah i definitely remember eminem like when he first like you know broke out as an artist i remember like the hype with him and i was just a little kid yeah. and um i remember just like i forgot that song nah, 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 nah. <laughs> i forgot that but yeah i was like obsessed with that song when i was a kid i don't know it was just like i just loved a lot of uh I love a lot of music, to be honest with you. Like, my dad brought me up on um, old school rock as well. I've always had, like, a thing for, like, you know, hip-hop, rock, pop music. Like, I, def I definitely have, like, a, a variety of, like, you know, favorites for sure. <laughs> so, okay, growing up then, were you encouraged to do your music or were you kind of – because a lot of times it's just so daunting, the process of getting somewhere. You know, yeah. for me, it was sports. It was, like – Everybody right. around you is like, it's impossible. It's one in a million to play professional oh, hockey. Yeah, 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 and it messes yeah. with Heard you, that. right? And so oh, yeah. many people won't do what they want to do because of that, right? right? What, was yeah. your, what was your family's perspective and the people around you at encouraging you? Or was it kind of like, that's, that's, too, that's impossible. You're not going to do it. Kind of. Yeah. Um, well, when I was younger, I would like, you know, they knew that I could like sing or whatever. So they would like, you know, they would tell me like, Oh no, you know, you're, you're a good singer or whatever. But when it came down to like me doing like talent shows, they never actually went to my shows when I was a kid. And like, they never, uh, you know, when I, I never actually told them that's something I wanted to do because it was just like, they already put it into me like that. I was going to, you know, go to school to be a doctor or a lawyer or something right. or something, uh, real realistic, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I didn't really, I didn't really have their support until I started pursuing it um, for real, which is like at age 20. And uh, honestly, I feel like my relationship with God has a lot to do with it as well. Um, I feel like um, I've received a lot of signs from him saying that I'm on the right path and that he has something that he's going to use me for, you know, for this world. So that definitely drove me to say, you know what, it doesn't matter what anybody says, because between me and God, like I know that he has something planned for me. So. Let's dive into that a little bit more. How, when, when did that, did you grow up religious or was that kind of a thing that you discovered? Walk us through that. How did that all come to be? Yeah, I was, I was raised Catholic. So, you know, I always went to church and stuff like that and did, um, you know, catechism, communion, all that. 
<laughs> and uh, me, me too, man. <laughs> yeah, you're Catholic too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then um, as I got older, I started losing interest in that. I didn't care for it. I'm, I was never religious, um, you know, because um, I knew I was like far from perfect, and I felt like God hated me at one point. You know, and I was like, "There's no way God even like, you know." like I felt like he can care less about me compared to other people because I was such a sinner or whatever you know so um I remember it was like uh 2014 and actually I had it tatted right here uh this is 2014 just it's like a little reminder of like you know when my relationship with him started um he basically like approached me um in a dream and then when I woke up I was like man I was like really real I was like but was it just a dream or whatever and I kept getting signs of like like Jesus 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 like everywhere on the radio and like just like I don't know, people talking. It was just like a bunch of signs. And I was just like, okay, it was like good confirmation. Like, okay, yeah, he was like reaching out to me. And from there, I started like calling out. I was like, you know, um, if, if this is really Jesus, like, you know, what, what, like, what do you want from me? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you uh, trying to reach out to me for? And like, you know, I felt like he didn't love me, whatever. And then like, it's just like, it's like we live in a, a spiritual world, whether you want to, uh, you know, see it or not. But like, there's so much going on it's like a war zone, like a spiritual war zone every day. And so, you know, the devil has like a big role in everything um, going on in our lives as well. And that's, that's something I didn't realize. So very interesting stuff, man. I, I agree with you. It's um, I, uh, man, it's what, so how did you process seeing God and Jesus? Because that's not easy for a young man, right? Yeah. Because, First of all, you can't really talk about it unless you're, you know, completely comfortable with it. But it's one of these things that's challenging. So yeah. we think like we got to keep it to ourselves. Right, and right. How did that, how did you process that, man? Because that's, that's, you know, a lot of people, that stuff does happen, but they don't want to talk about it. Right. Um, I, well, I remember in the beginning, like in 2014, I remember I was getting um, these signs first uh, before I, he, I saw him in my dream. And so I remember I calling out, I was like, God, if this is you reveal yourself to me, if it's the devil, protect me from it, whatever, because I didn't know what was going on. But what it was, was like a bunch of coincidences. Like I would be thinking something and then the radio would say it. And it's like very specific stuff, stuff that's like worrying me, or, you know, I, I could be worried about something. And then like something on the radio, be like, don't worry, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, just like perfect timing. It just kind of like yeah. hits you in that moment. Like, Oh, that was kind of weird that that just happened. You know what I'm saying? And, um, so I remember um, when I asked, uh, oh, when I, I finally took it, like that was God, but I kind of separated God and Jesus because I didn't really understand, you know, how that works. If, if Jesus, you know, is the creator, I, I wasn't totally sure, you know. So I remember I was like saying, well, Jesus is like my savior. That's what I was raised to know. And then, um, so I, I still love you, Jesus, as my savior. But then I'm, but I'm like, but God is the one that's like talking to me right now. He's the one that's mm-hmm. reaching out to me. And then um, when it came to, to my uh, dream, I saw Jesus and like he revealed himself to me. And I was like, are you the real Jesus? And he did this. He like opened his arms. He said, I am. And he, and he ta- it was like telepathy. He like, his lips didn't move, but like I heard his voice, you know, and I like jumped up and I hugged him and I woke up and I'll, that's when it, it all started for me, you know? Wow. And um, yeah, so it was like, he talked to me a lot through music. Um, you know, at, at one point I was like, I think I'm going crazy. He's like, am I going crazy? And this song, come on saying, am I crazy? Just like perfect timing. And I'm just like, no, I'm like yeah. laughing. Yeah. It was just like a bunch of stuff. Like I, I have like a whole Spotify playlist of all the songs that like I discovered, you know, with him. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a crazy journey. It's like, it's really amazing. <laughs> oh man. That's super cool. Like that's interesting that it would come through music like that. Yeah. Yeah. And 
you know, we, a lot of us have synchronicities that we don't pay attention to. Yeah. You know, there's, there's things and people just say, Oh, they're coincidences, but right. <laughs> there are things that are telling us, guiding us. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know, what was your, were you a partier? Were you somebody that uh, still am. <laughs> got, got lost in the, Yeah. So you, you find it. How do you find with having that and still being able to like really tap into like that spiritual side? Because sometimes they can, they can kind of numb one or the other out. Right. Uh, well, that, yeah. That's something that I actually uh, learned um, over the past few years that the way that he looks at us, he doesn't look at us. He doesn't look at our sin the way that we think he does. And he looks at our hearts. He looks at our intentions. You know what I'm saying? Like he, 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 that's what he really cares about is, is, is our intentions in our heart. You know, it's not, it's not technically the things that we actually do, you know? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. It's about love, right? It's about yeah. your, your unconditional yeah, love, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, the and intention I, is huge. Oh yeah. Yep. And anybody can have this relationship with him too. You know what I'm saying? That's sure. something he taught me. He's like, all you got to do is like reach out to me. And I, I helped a lot of people uh, with this as well. Like a lot of people close to me, you know, that are going through some stuff in their life. And I'd be like, just sit in a room, talk out loud. Like he's in the same room with you. And just, uh, you will be amazed to see that he listens and that he will come through. And I've seen so many success stories and it's like, it's amazing to see. So let's tie this, let's tie this into your, your path as an artist. So yeah. walk us through your journey from, when things were kind of just a dream versus like, wow, I'm doing this. Things are coming together and I'm, I'm yeah. on my path. Like walk us through that a little bit. And maybe what was, what was one of the biggest struggles you faced that had the most impact on you now looking back in hindsight? Um, well, I remember during my journey, um, I was working with a, uh, ex manager, producer. He, and, um, basically I got screwed over in my situation and, um, and so I had to like break out of that, um, situation within that partnership. And I was searching for, um, a producer cause I had no songs. So I had to start from scratch, you know, and that like really sucked for me because, uh, you know, I'm over here showing my parents, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden I just lost everything and I don't have any fans yet either. I, you know, I had nothing at this point. And so, uh, you know, it was like a struggle for me to find a specific producer and, um, you know, it took asking God for it. <laughs> and uh, he linked me up with somebody that actually made a huge difference in my life. His name is David McNally. And uh, he introduced me to so many people in Detroit. And that's how my career started in Detroit, really. Like, that's how I developed as an artist was really from Detroit. And uh, it took me to a whole new level. And then eventually, um, in, like in 2017, um, I was working with a uh, influencer like a comedian on Instagram and that's, he started using my songs in his videos and that's when I started to blow up. And, um, that's pretty much when I was like, okay, this can really work. <laughs> like, like this is something that I really have when I can actually make a career out of this. And this isn't just something that I'm just doing on the side. So mm. what was it like being in Detroit? Because you guys, it's been a tough, there's been a lot of stuff happening in that city. It's been rebuilding, right? Oh yeah. yeah like yeah. what's, what's that been like? Because man, I know with the 2008 and everything that happened, what's that been like for you as far as living in a city that's going through so much and, you know, rebuilding itself really? 
that's the thing about that's the beauty of Detroit. Detroit is, is strong. That's that's how I look at Detroit. Detroit is like a powerful city, and mm-hmm. um, Detroit is a city that always fights and never gives up. And I always believe in Detroit. I, I love Detroit. Like um, that that city made a huge difference in my life. You know, and um, I like I'll. I'll always take that with me for the rest of my life like everything that i learned in detroit and the connections that i made with people and it's, it's just a beautiful thing to be honest we all come together we have all like all of us you know are we're all a lot of creators out there you know it's like our own little hollywood mm. so yeah so i'm curious are you a hockey fan <laughs> i'm not i'm not a hockey fan i'm not i'm not a sports fan in general oh, I do, yeah. but i love to go to sports games i like yeah. i love the environment i love to go you know have fun and like I love the score games. Growing <laughs> up, man, the Red Wings just were just such a powerful team. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like over and over again. They're the one team that just makes it every year. They're doing a bit of rebuilding now, but man. Yeah. What a hockey town. Well, it's literally called hockey town. Like, right, right. You know, I haven't gone to my I haven't gone to my first hockey game yet, but I always oh, talked about it. I always said I wanted to go. I always told yeah. people I just never got to go yet. <laughs> There's just always been I've always heard that, you know, I've never been there, but there's a lot of the character and people are really, yeah, like strong. And it's cool to hear that because um, there's just been a lot and you have this perspective of Detroit as being this real rough city, but people that are yeah. from there are super proud and, and like really strong because you have to be right. Mentally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that reflects in your career and, and whatever you're doing as well. Oh right? yeah, Absolutely. And uh, even growing up, working at my dad's liquor store, it's in the hood. So, like, uh, that always kind of, like, uh, took me, gave me a sense of strength as well. It gave me a sense of toughness as well. Because I had to, like, at age 15, I had to, like, you know, like, cuss out a big dude. You know what I'm saying? Just to, really? like, yeah, just to, like, you know, just to show them that I'm not scared. Even if, even if I was scared, you know what I'm saying? But that, like, toughened me up over the years and, like, it just like made me like a stronger person. And, and so like going into any city, I feel like I, I go in with confidence. I, I'm, I, I can talk to all kinds of different people. I don't care where you're from. I, I like, I know how to talk to people, you know what I'm saying? Dude, that's insane. You <laughs> in the ghetto of Detroit. That's you. That's where you learn life skills, man. That's yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Cause I mean, look, I'm just looking at it from when you see it in movies, right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, well, that's, um, and some, I've never been there, but yeah, dude, that's, that's a good point because if you can learn the foundation of, you know, communication in a place like that, mm-hmm. you go to a place like, well, what is it? You go to a place like LA, it's a lot easier, but what is that like when you travel? Do you notice people to be like, do you guys have a little bit more openness to people or do you find that if you go to like California that they're different as far as like snobbiness or I would like, say like rude or something like that yeah, yeah. like what, what do you do or like versus new york or something like that do you guys yeah do you resonate with people in these different cities do you feel the difference to be in- honest yeah i do i feel i feel like with detroit it's a lot of love to be honest with you yeah. i don't feel i don't feel tension with people i feel like people and like like they just know how to act like they know how, they have there's like a respecting in detroit you know what i'm saying mm. so that's just something that, that i've definitely noticed as yeah. well. i haven't been to new york though so i don't know you know interesting so. Well, I'm sure you're going to be doing a lot of traveling soon. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. As soon as everything like starts getting back to normal, I'm going to go everywhere. <laughs> Believe so that. how much, how much rejection did you face or have um, you faced? Yeah, quite a lot actually, like over the years. And I still am. I still, I still get rejected, you know, stuff like, you know, with my career, but, um, you know, I just learned that you have to keep trying like, that's it. 
you know, you got to keep trying. You can't give up because if you give up then that's it, you know, but if you keep trying, like I, I learned in my history that if you keep trying, keep trying something, it will eventually um, happen for you. And then, um, and then, then comes the next step. Like you, you have the next goal and you're going to have, you know, rejection with that next goal. And you have to just remember, like, we're going to, uh, you know, yet you have to get through it and uh, you'll eventually find success. You just keep trying. So how do you get through it though? What are some things that, you know, when shit hits the fan and you're like, oh man, and you're in a low state, you get rejected, you've been partying, your mindset's <laughs> probably not there. We've all been there. Yeah. How do you react? What do you do? Uh, even if it gets me down, um, I just have, I just pretty much keep close with God and say, God, you know, like this didn't work out for me. So like, please, you know, give me hope, you know, give me signs of hope and like pull me through and, uh, you know, send people my way. And, uh, you know, just, you kind of have to boost yourself up as well. You know, tell yourself like, you got to look in the mirror and be like, you know, you're going to get through this. You're going to, um, you're going to achieve your goals. You know what I'm saying? Just got to pump yourself up. What are your goals? What are your, what's your, um, what's your five-year plan looking like? Well, right now I'm currently looking for an ideal manager and uh, somebody out in LA, somebody with like a specific criteria that I'm looking for. Um, I've already had talk meetings with a few people that wanted to manage me here, but there's just something specific that I'm looking for. And um, even like with the vibe with the person as well, like, um, so like with that, uh, what, what was the question after that? So my, just kind of like what's your, like when you were sitting here thinking about what you want to do in the next five years, oh, the next five years, like, where is that? Like if you didn't, if there were no rules and things were just, you create exactly what you want, what would that look like in five years? I want to be a top artist. I want to be on top of the billboard hot 100. I want to go to number one, top 10. I want to hit all that. I just want to be a major artist. That's my goal. <laughs> Man. Well, that's what you got to think, right? That's yeah. <laughs> it's all one know, step at a time. <laughs> yeah, and what kind of so when you write, what how how do you how do you get the inspiration? Do you just because this always fascinates me too? Does it all come through like a spiritual connection, or you know how do you tap into that creative flow? You know because. A lot of artists, they feel like it's like this, it's a gift, but they think it's easy for everybody, but it's right. like, it's, it's hard, right? It's, it's a, it's a it skill hard, that yeah. when you're in art, it's like, you try to explain it to somebody, you're like, you just can't, but like, how do you, do, how do you pull those, those creative juices out? Like, what's your, how do you do it? In, in a way, I think it is kind of a gift because I feel like you have to have an ear for it. You know, you have yeah. to, you kind of hear the, the melodies that, that just fit right you know, and you're just kind of like, you just know that it's going to sound good. And so for me, like I have different writing processes. Like I could be in the shower and I can like, you know, like, uh, hit, hit the wall with my fist and kind of make a beat, you know? And, uh, oh. from there I'll, and I have my phone on the side, I'll record it, <laughs> like a voice recording, or, um, I'll be working with my producer and I'll, you know, we'll construct a, um, like an instrumental together. And, uh, basically I'll, I'll take that home and I'll write, I'll listen to it in the car and I'll come up with something I'll record on my phone and, and just like, whatever. So there's two different ways I can write from just through my head or, um, write from a beat itself. Very cool. Because I think it's interesting to, for people to know, like, how does a song get created? Yeah. You know, do you, do you have, what happens most times? Do you, do you, do you write it out thinking, okay, now I got to find the beat or do you find the beat and then just fill in the words into that beat? 
Yep. Um, so like, for example, <clears throat> let's say um, I did the whole shower thing. You know, I was yeah. trying to get the melody first. So I get them, I get the whole melody like, da, na, 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 na. like, okay, that's a good melody. I like it. And then I, I eventually um, I fill it with words. So I don't want to know the cane and then take it. So I write the whole song from beginning to end. And I take it to uh, my producer and I'd be like, this is, I pitch in the song. He's like, okay, yeah, I like this. It's really cool. This is something we can definitely uh, vibe with. And we construct the beat together. You know, he gets started on it. And, I, you know, I'm just, like, kind of sitting there and watching him kind of do his thing. And I'll put some suggestions as well. Like, oh, you know, that would be really cool to put this instrumentation in there or whatever, you know. Dude, that's a catchy beat, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I mean, that, that's a very special song to me, man, because I, um, I generally write uh, positive music and, like, you know, whether it's about sex or partying or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, with this song, um, I was kind of going through like a depression last summer and that's basically how it, like the song came about. And I just felt like I wasn't where I wanted to be in life. And I was just, um, you know, I am, I'm still very grateful that I have a fan base. I'm very grateful that everything I have accomplished, but you know, there was a, a moment where I was getting that voice in my head, you know, that that's like, you know, doubt and fear and saying, oh, what if like you're getting older now and this and that. And it's like, you know, a bunch of shit that was just like really um, tearing at me. And so um, I fell and I kind of like listened to those words and I fell in right into it. And so I caught myself uh, drinking pretty much every day. It was like it was like pretty much like a pint a day and then i then i started realizing that i can drink almost like a fifth a day if i wanted to and i was like oh shit like this is something i never thought i would be able to do and um you know i, I would catch myself going to the gym uh drunk to be honest and i just i just i couldn't really stop because i needed something to take that feeling away that fear that that sadness and um i felt like it was really affecting my physical um life you know i wasn't working too hard in the in the gym because because I was drunk and um you know just like I was thinking about my heart and stuff like that and like in my liver and stuff like that and um which came back to my head it gave me more depression made me worry about even more things now you know so it's mm -hmm. like I couldn't escape it it's either like drink and worry about all this don't drink and worry about all this and kind of you know um so that's when I, that's how I wrote you know that's why I wrote Novocaine is because I didn't want to I wasn't in a party mood I didn't want to write party music I wanted to write something that was like uh, serious and something that I needed to kind of let out and show people like hey you're not alone you know what I'm saying like we're all going through this mm. like a lot of people are going through this not all but yeah <laughs> why Novocaine what's what's why that why is that the title so Novocaine is basically like a drug or a substance yeah you know what I'm saying to me like obviously Novocaine is something that you get at a dentist like you know they they injected into your gums or whatever um it's like a numbing agent so to me alcohol was like a numbing agent to me and so that was something that i was saying like i don't want no novocaine and and then the song i'm saying like let me go it's because i'm saying to the voice in my head like let me go because like sometimes it's like oh you know i, I should drink and I'm like, no, I don't want to drink you know i already drank too much yesterday i'm already feeling like shit and it's like you know you just have that you know, voice in your head that keeps trying to make you make the wrong choices. So I'm saying, you know, let me go, <laughs> you know, dude, you're preaching to the choir, man. I, I know <laughs> the feeling. I, uh, yeah. I, I lived in that arena for many years. I was in bars and bartending and bar, all kinds of stuff for years. And yeah. I know the feeling. Um, and a lot of that is deep rooted to things that we're trying to cover up things that we don't really understand. And most people out there are drinking, and covering things up that they haven't even really understood 
or even discovered at all yet. They're just doing yeah. it because it's what they do. It's habit. And yeah. it's really interesting though that you have that self-awareness because that, that fear and that worry is almost like a good thing too because it's like, no, you know, it challenges you and that, that doubt is that thing that you need to just you lean into and be like, no, I got this. Yeah. Like I got this. You got to fight it. Yeah. Like everybody goes through that, man. That's the thing. It's like, I've seen it in so many situations. Every single person that makes it either professional in anything (laughs) is going to experience that. It's not like anybody starts and just goes this easy way. It doesn't go through any challenges. But for some reason, when we're in that moment, we think we're different. Oh, I can't do it because, you know, whatever reason. And it just fascinates me how we can literally talk ourselves out of success. Mm -hmm. We can literally talk ourselves out of it just because we're having a day where we doubt ourselves. Instead of accepting it like it's part of the process. Mm -hmm. It's normal. If you don't have a little doubt here and there, it's you're not it's not human like you're the yeah, human it's not realistic experience. right yeah mm-hmm. so getting comfortable with that is just so important and yeah. it what it's what makes people successful and not successful man it's like you know someone like you who's on this journey it's like you're gonna constantly keep having those those things and the higher mm-hmm. you get up you yeah. know you, you move to la and then you're gonna meet this person you're gonna start to be like oh comparing yourself to this person and that person it's human it's always gonna be something yeah always <laughs> yeah it's always like that and yeah. it's it's beautiful to realize that because once you get comfortable with realizing that that's just a reality for everyone then it's mm-hmm. like oh okay i got this now it's just like what do i do in this situation of doubt how do i get out of that right yeah. and yeah. that's this that's the secret mm-hmm. yeah right? i agree it's like yep. you definitely and, and whether that's, you know, your religious beliefs, whether that's, you know, doing something that you love to get at a different energetic level, whatever that takes for you to get out of that state instead of drinking or instead of that other thing to mask it is what yeah. we got to do. And I've figured it out. It's I'm 36 and I'm still figuring it out, man. Oh yeah. 36 you know? is young though, man. Like what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, I know for sure. I feel young, man. I feel better than yeah. I did in my twenties. I was lost in my twenties, bro. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> and you know, it's, um, it's, if I knew what I knew in my twenties, dude, there would have, it's, it would be a whole different world, but then that's the, the maybe it all happened for a reason though. You know, like you, maybe that needed to happen so you can help other people, you know? That's exactly it. That's the gift. Yeah, right? that's exactly. that's the gift. And if that stuff doesn't happen to us, then how are we going to be the service that we're meant to be to people, right? Yeah, absolutely. As far as this music journey goes for you, you want to be at the top of the charts. Yeah. You want to do that, but like say you get there, like what is what is it you really are doing? Like what is that have you like your what is the real meaning behind becoming the, the top of the charts. Like what is that, like that thing in there that's wanting, that's driving you to get there? I guess, I guess to have that success, that accomplishment, like I've succeeded in this, I succeeded in the music industry, you know? Um, and also just like sharing, being on top makes me realize that I'm sharing my music with so many people. You know what I'm saying? I'm making such a big impact and I just, I love that feeling. And, and like being on top, like even if I'm not, number one but even number two which i want to be number one (laughs) but uh you know just being on top like i just kind of um i just think of like you know 
people growing up in high school and just like kids and just kind of like hearing that song of the summer. And so they look back at it like, Oh man, remember that Nate Seto song that we still always listen to. Oh, I love this song. I want, I love that moments. Cause I have moments like that with my cousins and you know, friends yeah. or whatever. So like, you know, when I hear a song it just takes me back and I want in the future, I want people to look back at my music and be like, you know, that, that was such a, that was such a hit. You know, we love that song that made, you know, such good memories with that song, you know? Dude, that's so true. Music has that way of, it's like a time machine. Yeah. It's crazy. You hear a song, I'll, I'll totally forget about something that happened. And I'll hear a song from, I'll remember exactly the day, the, where, what year it was. I could be <laughs> six years old. Yeah. Or it'll remind me of the thing around me. It's like a time machine, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I'll never even think of that thing. But when I hear that song, it's like it brings me back. Yep, and agree. it gives you this, this emotional connection to the moment. Yeah. Absolutely, Which is so powerful, like what you're saying. If you have that impact on somebody, you can yeah. leave that imprint for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Man. That's why, I wanna cre- that's why I love to create music, and I just like, I love to create memories for people, you know? So yeah, definitely drives me. Um, what advice do you have for, the, for people doing what you're doing? Um, if you truly believe in yourself, you truly believe in your passion, which you should, if you're going to do this, if you're going to do this, go all in, you know what I'm saying? Don't do it and just be like, Oh, I hope something's going to, um, come of it. You have to really like put into your brain, like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to succeed in no matter what. Um, and with that to take rejection well, because it is a part of life, you know, and that, uh, we all go through it and, um, just got to believe that something is going to happen for you. Awesome, man. Where can everybody check you out, bro? Where can we find you? Where's the best place to uh, learn more about you and follow your journey? Um, the two uh, social media sites that, are, um, that I'm big with right now are YouTube and Instagram. So YouTube, just my name, Nate Seto, N-A-T-E-S-C-T-T-O. And that's where you can check out the Novocaine music video. And then um, uh, my Instagram, uh, which is Nate underscore Seto. So it's N-A-T-E underscore S-E-T-T-O. Dope, man. I'm excited for you, man. I love it. I love your passion and, and, and your meaning behind what you're doing. And you just got to remember, man, you're, you're the only one that's going to stop you. Yeah. Yep, you got yep. a talent. You're talented, man. It's Thank great. You, man. To, it's great to hear. Like you're, that's a, such a catchy beat. Now I'm going to go <laughs> listen to the rest, man. But hey. yeah, I love it. I was listening. I was like, shit, you started singing. I was like, it's catchy, man. Cause I was listening yeah. to it earlier. But, um, <laughs> Thank you. Man. Out of, yeah, man. Absolutely. Out of all the things you've gone through, this is, I'll wrap it up with this last question. Mm-hmm. What is the one lesson for the takeaway for the audience that adversity has taught you? Um, that there's always hope. And um, I would say you're, you're not alone. So whatever, if you feel like you're the only one going through this, you're not. And there's always hope and people have gotten through what they're going through. So Amazing. Dude, <laughs> thank you very much, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me, man. I really Dude, do. I can't wait to follow your journey, brother. It's, just, oh, yeah. it's awesome. Absolutely, bro. Appreciate that. <laughs> awesome, man. Nate Seto, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Make sure to uh, subscribe if you haven't already on Apple. It's free. And if you can leave us a review or tag us in a story on Instagram, it's greatly appreciated. Much love. Stay safe. Catch you next time.